Hey, Kelly, good morning. A very happy National Ratification Day to you. Um, you mean like a ratification of like a thing? Yes, or a just very important general. thing. So every okay. day on January 14th, today it's a Friday, we celebrate the ratification of the Treaty of Paris that was signed at the State House in Annapolis, Maryland, thus ending the Revolutionary War. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, truly. It was either that or dress up your dog day. I figured we'd get educational. Um, that is ironic that it falls today on the same day that Prince Andrew has also been ripped of his <laughs> military honors. That's true. So it's not the Prince Andrew thing is not like the most embarrassing thing that's happened to the royal family. <laughs> Life Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get started with a bunch of uh, sports news. Could there really be another one? I love this because the Nats aren't really releasing a lot of stories. Um, because, you know, the whole lockout thing, right. which is still an ongoing problem. Um, anyhow, we did. We are learning this headline, and I saw it. I was so excited. So Juan Soto, he's got a younger brother who, by the way, turned 16 on Monday. Um, and he is an incredible baseball player. He's also left-handed. He plays third base. He's been playing down in the Dominican Republic. The word is, is that he's given a verbal commitment to sign with the Nats. Now, this would not uh, – his eligibility wouldn't be until um, – essentially a year from now, January of 2023. Okay. But there was a lot of talk and there was stuff up on his Instagram that he was wearing Mets gear. Ah. And then um, he's since scrubbed that and taken that down. Um, and the, that's the rumor. ESPN has reported it. Our friends over uh, at 106.7 The Fan have reported it. Um, so this is kind of exciting that uh, that might help also Juan stay with uh, the Nats and hopefully the Nats will get involved and offer him a nice fat contract uh, when his uh, rookie contract is up. That's up this year, right? Uh, and two more, 24. Okay, great. I'm not, yeah. I'm not ready to, to get involved in contract negotiations just yet with one. <laughs> no, no, but now it, it is worth noting that uh, his younger brother is also represented by the very powerful Scott Boris sports agent. So, um, but the good news is that it, the the rumor is is that the Nats offered him more money than the Mets. So, I oh. mean, now when you're talking to a 15 year old player, right, a little bit lower than you would be talking to a Juan Soto after his rookie contract. But still, I I wonder though, knowing what like because people were like, oh, Juan Soto makes like no money compared to like Major League Baseball players because he's still under the rookie contract. I wonder if he's like, you want my brother? It's going to be more. Right. Like <laughs> maybe a group deal. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe Juan Soto like blazed a trail for his brother to get more money in the contract negotiation. Yeah. So that's exciting to hear some news. Um, although spring training still is up in the um, big question mark. So, yeah. When do they have to decide about that? Because like someone's got to plant the seeds for the grass and like draw the lines and stuff. February 1st. Oh, and so if it doesn't happen by then, then it won't happen or what? The will spring training is just looking a little janky. And then, and if they don't get to something by March 1st, then uh, the opening season also looks a little janky. So, oh, wow. Fingers crossed. They are in negotiation and neither side is happy right now. So oh, I, I, I try not to think about that because there's so many terrible things going on and everything is getting canceled, it seems like, in 2022. Um, so I'm just not going to – can't take my toys away. That's Cannot true. take my net season away. I'm going to be very upset. 
But Kelly, I've heard about compromise that no one's happy in the end and you find common ground. So hopefully they'll find common ground. Mm -hmm. And other happier news. Ovechkin continues to do all the Ovechkin things. We are looking forward to an all-star game coming up in Las Vegas in the uh, first weekend of February. And Ovechkin is going to be the captain of the Metropolitan Division. He was voted on by fans. He got a 30% vote. Wow. Which, um, given how many, I think there was, well, I, I there was more than three, so it was, <laughs> consider that a, a majority. Um, and yeah, so it's really exciting because he has gone or has been selected twelve times, has only gone seven because a lot of players, especially at his level, need like a weekend off yeah. just to kind of recover and you know push through the rest of the season. But it does appear that he is going to be part of the All Star game. So I wonder if those goals he scores in the All Star game count toward the Gretzky number. Ooh, I don't think they do. Oh, I don't think we'll have to do some research it. on that. Yeah. <laughs> no time off. Well, it's caps are playing really well. Mm-hmm. We want a nice rested Ovechkin. I know he's a machine right. going into the final push of the season. Very true. Very true. Yeah. That's awesome. Wait, but I mean, like when, when you get that much of a vote, he's like, I'm so honored. I can't not do it. Right. <laughs> well, I think the caps also made it very clear. Like, don't worry, vote for him. Vote for him. He's going to come this year. <laughs> Uh, they're not going to call them the commanders, are they? I don't know. This is a story that broke up like a week ago, and I tried to see if there was like an update on the Washington football team's new name. So apparently the video that they put out, you know, do you remember seeing that the video that they put out of like the new name is coming and they mm-hmm. blurred out like all the uniforms and the new helmets and all that? Well, there's apparently a snapshot of one of the executives looking at the new logo on a piece of paper in that video that was not blurred out and it said commanders on it, but it could be just a mock-up, you know, maybe that wasn't the fight. Like we got, yeah, we heard it was going to be the red wolves a couple months ago. So I think the best thing to do is just, it's two and a half weeks away. Right. Their season's over. It's just, we'll just wait. You thought the Taylor Swift fans were investigative. I, I feel like the Taylor Swift fans are more, um, they're just more buttoned up in their investigations. I feel like the Washington yes. football team fans are all like, I think I see a thing. Ah! And there was no, like, there's no, um, cause someone was pulling up like uh, on that same video too. They like zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, in the back of the field to a W and they're like, that's the W that's the new W, but it looks kind of like the Wu-Tang clan W. So I don't really know if that's the W they're going to use. <laughs> yeah. And also if you're going to use the Taylor Swift analogy, I think Taylor Swift is a little bit more skilled in the Easter egg <laughs> thing than the Washington football team. Like, that's just not in their wheelhouse. That is true. That is true. They did get Joe Gibb out there to, to, to do a little talky talk, though. So maybe he's is dropping he... videos. Okay. <laughs> what? Just, okay. You got to stop living in the past. I know you're really good back in the 80s, but like, focus. Well, they, they had these, they had this video where like these legends were like looking at the logo and they're like, I love it. And then they moved on. So <laughs> did they say it out of their own will? <laughs> <laughs> they were also holding a copy of the Washington Post. I don't know why that was, but it was so weird. Proof of life. Yep. Yep. So um, you can now, I mean, I guess technically from a health perspective, swim in the Anacostia and the Potomac River. How great is that? Woo. Uh, it, okay. It's still illegal to do so, um, but uh, DCS is reporting that after the three-year water study has um, shown data that DC's rivers 
there are spots that are clean enough for you to go swim now. How great is that? That's that's great. I mean, if you walk over the bridge that goes to Nats Park and the Anacostia and you see all the garbage just pushed up against that one little area, I don't know if that's like you're going to want to swan dive into that part, but it's progress. And it's ironically pushed up against the headquarters of DC Water. Uh-huh. Maybe it's not the maybe not the best optics. <laughs> no. I've always wondered, like, especially like the day of like a game, either at DC United or Nats Park, like just get someone to fish all that stuff out because that's like when you have the most people seeing it. I thought the exact same thing. Like no one at DC Water has a net that they, or <laughs> or if like before DC Water built that giant office building in Navy Yard, they weren't like, hey yards, uh maybe clean the water up before we move in. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like a great job for an intern. I've always thought that when I walk past there, I'm like, that is gross. Yeah. But this leads okay. me to my question that I get eye rolled at all the time. How come like North of Grumman or like one of the big defense contractors cannot make just like a weapons grade Brita? We put it in the water. Dunzo. It would mess up a little bit of the ecosystem for a moment, but then it would all come back. Yeah. That's that's a good question. I, I I think if you're talking about defense contractors, I think they're worried about other things. But I mean, clean water, that's important too. I feel like you could put an RFP out there and be like, we got bajillions of dollars. <laughs> Who wants to build a weapons-grade Brita? And they'd be like, hang on on the drones for a second. <laughs> Let's focus on this. Yeah, I mean, North Korea, they're not really a threat. <laughs> no, I mean, they definitely are. But think of how much you could sell your weapons-grade Britas around the world for. It would be a thing that would bring everyone together because mm-hmm. no one's going to like... No one's gonna kill each other with weapon grade Brita. It would help. It would help out. Why doesn't Brita make a weapons grade Brita? Come to think <laughs> of it, I don't know. These are the you should do a deep dive on it, Tommy. Truly, just take a couple cases of them, tie them all together, and dunk it in and see what happens. I don't think that's how it works. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a scientist or anything, but I feel like it could <laughs> could be heading that direction. Okay. I dare you to take a Brita of the water from Anacostia, put it through the filter and drink it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying let's drink it. I'm saying let's just speed up the clean up, the clean it up process. Okay. okay. Just saying is all. Something I do know how to clean up, though, is the reeds that reads across America. So the reeds outdate. We can get a lot of questions about this. Um, they're cleaning up the reeds on Saturday, January 22nd. So that's going to start at 8 a.m. at Arlington National Cemetery. They're doing it across the country, too, at other military cemeteries. I think like 1,200 military cemeteries across the country. But if you want to get involved, this is the time when everyone and their mother wants to help lay the reeds. But really less people want to help clean up the reeds. So this is a great time to get in there and do it. And it is a hearty workout. Not only are you going to get your steps in, but picking up those reeds. And actually, when you pick up like two, three, four of them, they're pretty heavy because they have like a metal backing to them yeah. and it, it does um, get to be a little heavy and you have to throw them over the dumpster. So you work, you work your core as you curl <laughs> them into the dumpster. It's a squats and obliques kind of day. <laughs> yeah, totally. I always bring a dog leash cause you can like thread them on the dog leash. Kelly, you and your husband bring hockey sticks. People get really creative with how they can carry a bunch of reeds all at the same time too. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's great that that's happening, but they do need volunteers. Yep. And we'll send the info out in our uh, email blast as well. i put a note in the, uh, in the show notes if you want to get involved. It's, it's really not, um, I don't want to say not organized because it's very organized, but it's not like meet up here and go to this place. It's basically just like show up at eight o'clock and please help. Yes. You need ID uh, mm-hmm. to get into the gates though, too. Also true. And masks inside the buildings. But if you're doing the cleaning up, you're outside. So that's, that's great, too. 
Mm-hmm. What's the message in a bottle? I saw this story. This is so cool. So this um, boy, I believe he was 13 at the time, um, was fishing in the Atlantic Ocean right off of Ocean City, Maryland, with his beloved neighbor, who has since passed. But this was back in 2019. And they... Um, wrote a message in a bottle while they were out there fishing and hurled it into the ocean. Well, a couple in Ireland just recently found it. And thanks to Facebook, they were able to track down the boy's dad and have reconnected. And there's talks of them meeting up and doing that. But like three, almost three years later, that that bottle made it all the way over to the shore of Ireland. And they were so excited to find a message of a bottle. Like, That's you imagine so cool. like it's like yeah. out of a movie. Like, what's in there? I couldn't even uh, imagine I would grab it because you would think like it's like Anacostia trash. Like, what's this bottle doing here? Like, I don't know yeah. that I would look at it that closely. That's so awesome. Isn't that amazing that it traveled, you know, all the way over to Ireland? Someone found it. It's so cool. Yeah, it would have gone like, I guess, like up along the coast and then like out to past Greenland and Iceland and all the way yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So just, isn't that neat? That's so neat. Did they say what the contents of the note was? Or was it just like, hey? I, I did not see it in the report. So it's just, it's just really cool. I guess if you do get a message in a bottle, you keep that confidential. That's between you and the bottle message sender. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was just like, this is the message in a bottle. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe it was is nothing this... like that deep. You up? <laughs> yeah. This working? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Ironically, the three-year message in a bottle route was faster than most Christmas cards have been delivered this year. So that's pretty interesting too. Yes, I am still getting. I am still getting Christmas, Christmas cards, cards too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now if you're late with Christmas cards, you just can blame oh, the postal service. Totally, it brings a little yeah. extra joy. It, it's like a, mm -hmm. a, a late time release kind of joy. Yes. Speaking of someone who uh, has brought joy for well ten decades. This weekend would have been Betty White's 100th birthday weekend. And um, maybe you've seen the hashtag Betty White challenge, which I think is so cool. I don't know where it started, but um, when she passed away, people were saying you should donate five bucks to the local animal rescue in your neighborhood, in your area, um, in Betty White's honor. And uh, I asked the folks at Lucky Dog Animal Rescue in Northern Virginia if people were like actually doing it. And um, Stephanie Smith, who works with them, said, yeah, absolutely. And they, like, it started happening, like, right after it started happening on social. And then they, like, they got, like, totally into it. You're actually going to see a Betty White banner celebrating her 100th birthday right there on our homepage. So all donors in Betty White's name will have an opportunity to win, like, a bandana and a bow tie for their own animal. <laughs> Since 2009, we've rescued and rehomed over 21,000 dogs and cats without a facility of our own. I mean, we're foster-based, we're volunteer-based. It's it's our community working together. And look at those adoptable, adorable, lucky dog dogs. Oh, that's so cute. That's so great to hear because she was so active in, um, she loved animals. Yeah. I mean, all types of animals, but she was so active in, in, in um, rescuing and, and taking care of animals that people doing this. I love social media. This is when social media is like, yes. we're good. <laughs> For as horrible as it can be, it is very yep. good. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that nice um, she told me they got over 500 bucks already. And it's been like $500 or like $100 here. It's been all different numbers too across the board. And the other like animal rescues that they network with, because they all know each other, they're all seeing the same thing. And they're seeing it like it gradually increase as we get closer to what would have been Betty White's birthday on Monday, which is also MLK Day. Yes. That's awesome. Ah, uh, Betty White. What a legacy.
Her legacy lives on. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And I, I, it's so funny. Like I saw the great meme of this too. That's a live a life. That when you're 99 years old, people are like, she died too soon. Right. Betty White. The goat, man. Mm. I know. I know. I watched um, like the first season of Golden Girls. I started from the beginning of Golden Girls again, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like been nibbling on it here and there. That show still stands the test of time, and it is still hilarious. Uh, do you know that the gold? Just to sh- this is another meme that's going around. Um, the Sex and City spinoff. Have you seen this meme? No. The Sex and City spinoff, and just like that is the name of it, right? The the characters are in their mid to late fifties. Some of the Golden Girls were the same age. Just to show you like how like age <laughs> and then, yeah, the how age is just like evolved. Totally. Yeah. What, really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because you think of the Golden Girls as being like so old. Right. But I mean, I mean, Betty White, if she was 100 and the Golden Girls were what, 30 years ago? Yeah, that's true. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, on the younger end, they were in some some of the characters were in their fifties. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> also, I tweeted this too. Um, huge miss by Cheesecake Factory. WTF, Cheesecake Factory? Like, what? The Golden Girls all love to eat cheesecake, and everyone's like celebrating Betty White's birthday. How did a factory um, of cheesecake? Do you do not, do you not employ millennials over there? Why well, I don't understand how we missed this cheesecake factory. <laughs> I didn't realize that they love to eat cheesecake. Oh yeah, that was like the thing. Like oh, cheesecake, it was like the one of the like comedic tools of Golden Girls. Got just, it. Just saying is all. You're an entire factory of cheesecakes. It's what you do. <laughs> it's a factory of them. You produce them in mass. Maybe they'll take your advice, Tommy. I hope so. I I sent a, a strongly worded tweet <laughs> that I realized I had a misspelling in, so it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> a for effort totally totally and despite this i would still love to thank my former uh english teachers who taught me how to be so sassy but also i don't proofread (laughs) we're thanking teachers all over virginia um this is really cool so the virginia lottery once again getting out and they're thanking teachers with their thank a teacher campaign and they're calling on local virginia student artists let's get a little more info on that We want to welcome our pal Jennifer Mullen back from the Virginia Lottery. It's that time of year again. Really, it's thank a teacher time all of the year, but we're getting ready for a really cool art contest again this year with thankateacherva.com. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I love being on with you guys. So what is it going to look like this year? This is such a cool campaign. You've been doing it for the last couple of years where students can get involved and do some artwork, submit artwork to thank a teacher. Right. So as Tommy mentioned, of course, we we could be thanking teachers all year long and we absolutely should be. But uh, this is definitely the kickoff to my favorite time of year here at the lottery where we really start to put a focus on thanking our teachers. And of course, coming up in the spring in, in relation to Teacher Appreciation Week, which is officially that first week in May, um, we'll be encouraging Virginians to, to thank as many public school teachers as they can. But the precursor to that, as you said, is the art contest. And so to get ready to send out the 
awesome thank you notes all across the Commonwealth, we are asking for talented public school artists to submit their favorite work with, with a theme of thank you um, to the Virginia Lottery for the art contest. And, and ultimately what's gonna happen is we're gonna pick three winners. Uh, we're gonna have a winner from an elementary school, a middle school, and a high school. And those winners, uh, their artwork is gonna be featured on the thank you notes. And it's super cool if you do have like someone in your life who's a student at a Virginia public school who's an art person, because not only do they win a great prize, but their work gets distributed all across the Commonwealth. We're talking, I think you probably know the number, thousands and thousands and thousands of prints of, of their work. Yes, tens of thousands, actually. So this is our fifth year of doing the art contest. So for the four preceding years, um, we have had roughly 30 to 35,000 note cards. And by the way, that's just hard copy note cards. So folks request those note cards from us at the lottery, and then they write their thank you notes and they deliver them to the teachers. So 30 to 35,000 and probably another 5,000 or so that are sent electronically. Oh, and right. When, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. that piece too. <laughs> yep. And when that, yeah, so when that electronic note is sent to the teachers, that also um, populates the artwork. So when an electronic note is sent, you might see the elementary version, you might see the middle school version, or you might see the high school version of the artwork. So um, it's super exciting, not only for us, but also for those winning artists that their work is showcased all over the place. How do you select the best piece of artwork? Because I'm sure you're getting these talented students from all over the Commonwealth submitting the work. How do you, I, you have a secret panel? Kelly, it's so hard. <laughs> it is so hard, as you might imagine. Um, one of the things we really love about this contest in particular is we also have the opportunity to get all Virginia Lottery employees involved. And we do that by allowing them the opportunity to do the first round review of all of the artwork. So we have employees who sign up each year to review it. And this is what I hear every single year. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I don't know how we're supposed to pick. You know, there's, there's so many wonderful uh, pieces of artwork. And it's so, of course, we do it as a um, uh, conglomeration of, of the scoring that happens for all the artwork. And it's just, it really comes down to the, to the numbers, the scoring and, and how they're ultimately selected. But, you know, there is no doubt that every single year we could pick 10, 20, 30, 40 amazing pieces of artwork to, to put on these note cards for sure. And it's thankateacherva.com to learn more about it, to upload uh, your submission. Can you give us just the nuts and bolts though, Jennifer? When is the deadline and um, how do people get involved and what's the prize too, uh, on top of all that great distribution? So yes, the submission period is open right now and it is as easy as going to thankateacherva.com and we just ask for a few pieces of information. So of course we can co contact you if you're a winner and we need to know what school you're, you're from uh, and then upload your artwork and yes, prizes. We would not be the Virginia Lottery if we didn't have prizes, right? So uh, each of the winning student artists receives a $150 Visa gift card. Uh, that they can use for art supplies. And then, of course, we have a fantastic partner with uh, the Supply Room, which is a Virginia-based um, supply company. And they are also awarding a prize of $1,000. And the Virginia Lottery is awarding a prize of $1,000 to each of the schools where the winning artists are selected. So 
it's a win-win all around. And uh, we know certainly in addition to it being really, really important to thank all of our teachers, we also know that our teachers need school supplies. We know that they're spending money out of their own pockets all the time. And so our partnership with the supply room is just fantastic that the schools are also um, benefiting from this contest as well. Jennifer Mullen from the Virginia Lottery, supporting K-12 education in the Commonwealth. You probably got a note about this, but I was very supportive of K-12 education around the Powerball Mega Millions uh, run we just had. <laughs> I was like so supportive. So um, you're welcome. <laughs> you bought a and to put a number to that, yeah. we generate that Powerball run generated about $18 million for our public schools in Virginia. Oh. So thank you. Thank you from all of us <laughs> at the Virginia Lottery for playing your part. I'm here whenever I can be for the teachers and students of the uh, Virginia public school system, you know, <laughs> do my, do my part whenever I can. Did you win anything? No, did not. not it was a dollar. donation well made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really happy to, to do that. Really happy to do that. <laughs> um, I got a note. We got a note from uh, Christina who said, what is the uh, link to the teacher appreciation contest? It is thankateacherva.com, and we'll put that link in the show notes as well to get involved with Virginia Lottery. And uh, thank a teacher for those young artists, too. What a cool concept for them. For sure. For sure. By the way, as you're clicking the show notes and the links, um, go ahead, follow, subscribe, give us five stars. Even if you feel we don't deserve it, and I, I understand sending a text message of our link to your friends, they will be so appreciative. If you just go ahead and send our <laughs> link to the podcast to everyone in your contacts, like it's one of those like generic Merry Merry Christmas Happy New Year text just send it to everyone it's just everyone you should just send it to your ex-boyfriend your ex-girlfriend your former co-workers just, just send away send, that send wouldn't away. be awkward no, no. not at all <laughs> we'll see you next time